The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Time right now, 8.14, you're listening to WGNS, and this morning we have on the air a political forum with those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And the way we'll do this this morning, we're just asking questions that have been texted to us or either emailed to us or submitted to us through the WGNS website because we've had a questionnaire on our website for the last couple of weeks. And I picked 17 different questions off the different questions that were submitted. We'll just go through as many of these as we can. But before we get started, throughout the whole show, whenever I ask a question, y'all can just jump in, answer any of the questions you feel like you want to answer or maybe have a rebuttal to something that somebody else answered. Just jump right in and go for it. And I would say try to keep your answers fairly short because we don't have a whole lot of time up until nine o'clock, in fact, is all we have. So with us this morning, again, those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And I guess let's just start by going around the room and everybody introducing themselves. And Austin, we will start with you. Uh, good morning. Is this a three-minute introduction or a 30-second introduction? Four hours. Four hours. <laughs> I, I keep it to 30 seconds. All right. We'll, we'll keep it to 30 seconds. Good morning. This is Austin Maxwell. And uh, obviously, I'm running for uh, Murfreesboro City Council. I'm uh, a native of Knoxville, Tennessee, and I've uh, been here in Murfreesboro since 1998 when my wife and I moved back here with our four boys. And uh, before I close out, thanks to WGNS for putting on this forum. I think it's great. Madeline? I'm Madeline Scales Harris, and I'm running for re-election to the Murfreesboro City Council. I was born and raised here. I'm one of six children of Robert T. Knight and Mary Scales. I'm a part of a legacy, the legacy on the council, because my dad ran, and my mother, my dad was on the council, my mother was on the council, and now I'm on the council. So between the three of us, we have uh, about 40 years of experience on the Murfreesboro City Council. And I have seen our city grow so much when I was growing up. Uh, everything was segregated, and now things are not. So Murfreesboro has really changed a lot. And right now what I'm doing is going to speak on the issues you have, the questions, and hopefully when it's time to vote, you'll pull that lever, lever for me, Madeline Scales-Harris. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Jamie Averwater. I am born and raised in Rutherford County and uh, have lived in the city limits since going to college at MTSU. I serve on the city's planning commission for the city of Murfreesboro, and through that, I learned a lot about our city and about our planning and the people and what they what they want and what they need in the city and that is why i'm running for city council uh, i am pushing for a curbside recycling program and also a fair and and competitive pay for our first responders and our teachers here in the city of murfreesboro uh, my name is jamie averwater and i'm running for murfreesboro city council i'd appreciate your vote 
Good morning. I am Carolyn Cox. I am not a native Murfreesburian, but I absolutely love my city. I've been here for about 17 years. I'm a graduate of Tennessee State University as well as Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, operations and logistics manager for a major transportation company, which allows me to bring a wealth of knowledge to the city council. I am running for office because I care about the city in which I live, work, and serve, and I would appreciate your vote, Carolyn Cox, for City Council. Thank you to WGNS, and thank you to the listeners. My name is Warren Russell, and I am running for Murfreesboro City Council. My wife and I moved here about 16 years ago. Teresa and I have uh, three kids. And we love, we absolutely love Murfreesboro. Uh, I'm from West Tennessee. My wife is from East Tennessee. So the middle is a great place for us to be, and we settled. Uh, we, we've had our kids through the schools, and we have great schools here. Uh, I'm running because I serve on the Planning Commission. I see a lot of things that others don't, and I, I think we are uh, attributable to the growth of the city, accountable for the growth of the city. Uh, I also serve on the Rutherford County IDB board, the industrial board, where we try to bring great jobs to our city. Um, I'm an engineer also from Tennessee State University. Uh, I've served in corporate, I've served in my church, and I believe in giving back to the community. And that is why I'm running for Murfreesboro City Council. That's Warren Russell. You can contact me at votefourwarrenrussell.com. And again, we are just going to ask the different questions and then y'all jump right in, answer them however you choose. By the way, I wanted to say Ricky Turner is not with us this morning. He called in and said that he had issue with COVID and Samantha Serino is not here either. Again, everybody else is here and in the room and in the political forum. I guess we'll just start off with the first question being, is there a particular issue that motivates you to serve on the Murfreesboro City Council? Do I have to narrow it down to one? Or <laughs> I think uh, my, my big issue with uh, the city and my number one motivator to run for city council is to implement better recycling programs in the city, specifically with curbside recycling. For those of you that have moved to Murfreesboro from other parts of the state or even from other parts of the country, curbside recycling is probably something you were accustomed to. And I believe that we make it difficult here locally to recycle and recycling not only provides good um, benefit to the environment but it also keeps unnecessary waste out of our landfill and as we all know the landfill is a very big issue right now that a lot of people in the city are concerned about so i'm for a curbside recycling program and uh, that's one of the things that motivated me and that was uh, jamie averwater anybody else the thing that motivates me to run for city council is truly the people of our city i want to make sure that they have a voice in regards to the different things that are actually happening within our city far too often our citizens find out about issues that are coming up after the fact i want to make sure that i am engaged with the community so that they are aware of exactly what's going on and how to go through those processes whether they are for a particular item or against it they need to know what's going on and to truly get engaged with what is happening within our city, especially with the growth that is going on. I am here because I care about people, I care about community, and I'd like to have a seat at the table in order to bring about effective change. Carolyn Cox for City Council. 
This is Austin Maxwell. You know, my, my three biggest issues is the fact that we really need smart and balanced growth. Um, we need all housing options, but at the end of the day, we need to be increasing our single-family home owner occupancy. And you can solve the affordable housing through density. If you change your 3.6 per acre to, say, 4.0 in a simple development, that extra housing eventually can be in the market through supply and demand and helps bring down the cost of housing. The second big thing is obviously traffic. Got tremendous traffic challenges that we can solve through some simple smart technology. And thirdly and finally is our first responders. You know, we're short police officers. The fire department has become a training ground for Metro Nashville. And we can solve that if we give them competitive pay and benefits. So those are the top three that are motivating me. And this is Austin Maxwell from Murfreesboro City Council. This is Madeline Scales Harris. All of my first have been taken, but um, I'm a people person, and I believe that we serve God by serving our fellow man. And I'm a servant, a servant of you, the people. I would like to tackle more issues uh, that deal directly with our citizens like the homeless, uh, affordable housing. And I'd like to make sure that all citizens are included and they are made to feel a part of our city. And of course there is the traffic, uh, which is horrendous right now. It reminds me of a little Atlanta. I used to could get in my car and go from one side of town to the other no more than 10 minutes. Now it takes me 10 or 15 minutes to get on the main drag from my house. So that is definitely an issue. But as we continue to grow, that's gonna come always before us is the traffic. I'd like for us to have maybe sort of more avenues that we can take. And I think the mental illness, that's the thing I want to definitely get involved in because I'm being told that that number is really rising. I would like to see us assist and go to the schools more and be with our children and see if we can assist our teachers. And I'm Madeline Scales Harris, again, running for city council, and I would appreciate your vote. Hi, this is Warren Russell. Um, I would say for me, and talking with the people on the campaign trail at the uh, market, at the grocery store, in their homes, what I hear in the resounding is, is we have to have sustainable city growth. And what do I mean by that? That means we have to have the infrastructure in place. We have to have, and infrastructure includes our fire department. It includes our police department. It includes also the infrastructure of making sure we got housing across all income spectrums. It's not just an affordability at the low income now. If you look back when I came here, Murfreesboro was clearly affordable for all income spectrums. And now it's, it's creeping up to the middle class and on up, it's getting unaffordable. And I want to really attack that. Uh, so when I talk about uh, sustainable city growth, it's a big issue and it requires a lot of thinking. And that's why I think with my background in engineering and my background in business, that will bode well for the city council. Thank you. And this next question we're going to go to is number four on the list. It says, what solutions would you suggest to help solve the ongoing issues of both residential and commercial waste as the life of the landfill in the Walter Hill area comes to its final years of operation, about five to six years of operation left in the life of the landfill? 
So what solutions would you have? And again, this is a political forum with those running for Murfreesboro City Council. I think Jamie actually uh, said it best when she talked about things like recycling. We have to look at all avenues of how we can not only sustain the landfill that we have, but to get some of that trash out of there to make it last for as long as we possibly can. We have to look at every viable solution, whether it's taking trash and making it fuel, uh, doing recycling projects, re-looking at some of the contracts and the people that are actually Putting trash here, you know, maybe taking some of those out. Nothing should be left off the table when looking at how we can make this thing last as long as we possibly can and to try and work within that arena in order to make it either sustainable or look at other things that we can do in order to move it or what have you. But nothing, everything's on the table in order to try to fix this opportunity that we have with the landfill. I'm Carolyn Cox and I'm running for city council. That's right, Carolyn. This is Jamie Averwater. I, I promise I have more uh, issues than recycling, but I'll repeat that recycling is really important to remove uh, future waste from our landfill. And, and you're also correct that I think we should reconsider what communities are dumping in our landfill and limit that to just the local communities so that we can make the landfill last as long as possible. Otherwise, uh, Murfreesboro is going to be taking our trash somewhere else soon, and that can be really difficult. Uh, this is Austin Maxwell. You're going to need a landfill. It's got to be a tool in your toolkit. But, but it's time for the landfill to become a Rutherford County use only. That contract, whoever the next county mayor is, in conjunction with the city leaders of Murfreesboro, Laverne, and Smyrna, they really need to go to the table to Republic, renegotiate that, turn it into just a Rutherford County use only. That way you can prolong its use you know and make it a rutherford county use only but not expand it okay <clears throat> if you did close it i'm told it would be a cost of anywhere from 45 to 50 dollars per citizen to haul it to camden tennessee i would be in favor of more of what the current council has looked at and that's the waste away solutions because that's where you can take literally 70 80 90 percent of your waste turn it into fuel and then the remaining 10%, 15%, it goes into that landfill, which would be Rutherford County use only. Uh, curbside recycling, I'm not against that, but I'd want to see what is the cost mm -hmm. to the citizens uh, for that, especially if we did end up closing it out altogether and we're hauling our waste to, to Camden. I would hate to put a $50 and then an additional cost for recycling on them, but if it's cost effective, to Jamie's point, Perhaps it's something we look at. Absolutely. Yes, I agree with everyone. This is Madeline Scales Harris. And on the council, we are looking at several things. I'm predicting it's not going to be four or five years before the landfill fills up because we have so many citizens coming to our community daily. Uh, I like the idea of the waste away. Uh, it, it can be turned into fuel, and the cardboards and the boxes can be. Uh, given to box companies uh, the plastic can be given to carpet dealers for carpet and so we can do a lot of things with it but i think we need to be proactive the waste away uh it's going to cost us roughly four million dollars and if we stay and keep doing the same things we are doing it's going to cost us eventually about seven million so that makes a big difference um i don't know why i think years ago we wanted to be a good neighbor to our surrounding environment, not knowing that we would be a little metro area this time in our lives. But uh, I like the waste away 
concept. This is Madeline Harris. Hi, this is Warren Russell. I, I would say the same to a lot of what they're saying. Uh, I do like the waste away, but I will tell you the key here is technology. Technology is improving every single day. So you wouldn't have a waste away without the technology to do it. And I think for us, we need to engage consultants that can help us with the technology. I've also seen where with our existing landfill, there's a new technology out now that can eat the plastics if, and turn it into a biodegradable product. If we can use technology, that will help us with our existing landfill, but also the technology is gonna help us get rid of the problem in the future. Uh, I will tell you, I come from a recycling background uh, in my career. Uh, there are a lot of different things we can do with recycling. Uh, and, it, and we can do it and bring the cost down if we can par partner with other companies that can use the products. So I will tell you, I think, I believe that there is a solution. I think it's taken far too long for us to get here. Uh, and we're at the end of the road and we shouldn't be at the end of the road. Again, you're listening to WGNS, and this is a political forum for those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And the last person you just heard speak was Warren Russell. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back to ask more questions. Again, for those running for Murfreesboro City Council, and our guests today include incumbent Madeline Scales Harris and also Jamie Averwater, Carolyn Cox, Austin Maxwell, and Warren Russell. Time right now, 8.33. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 834. You're listening to WGNS, and this is a live political forum for those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And again, our guests today include incumbent Madeline Scales-Harris, Jamie Averwater, Carolyn Cox, Austin Maxwell, and Warren Russell. And the next question that we have here, do you believe continued growth of both businesses and residents are a good thing or a bad thing? And I guess what's your thought on continued growth? I'll tell you, I like continued growth. I think, and, and, and it needs to be sustainable. And, and you know, once upon a time, it was a concern for me. I live in a particular neighborhood, and I'm going, God, why are they bringing that strip mall? Man, why do we need this Walmart over here? But here's the thing that's really interesting. After they built it, we came. 
I go to Starbucks every morning. I stop by. It's just down the street from me. And I grab my coffee. I get on the interstate and I go to work. When I come home in the afternoon, if there is something that I absolutely got to have, I stop by my neighborhood Walmart. I pick it up and I go right across the street to my house. It has become a thing of convenience. Um, and I like it. Um, and I also like the fact that I have a two-year-old granddaughter that 18, 20 years from now, I would love for her to be able to have choices right here in Murfreesboro. If we continue to grow and to thrive and to flourish, it gives her that opportunity to do just that and to stay right here in her community. I'm Carolyn Cox and I'm running for city council. I agree, Carolyn. This is Jamie Averwater. You know, we have a great university here. MTSU brings people from all over the country. And I think as long as MTSU remains a great educational institution and we have the great economy locally that we do people are going to continue to come here and I don't blame them for that I love living here I've loved growing up here I look forward to raising my family here and I think we live on the same side of town Carolyn because I go to that same Starbucks in the morning and I felt the same way when it first got built I thought that is going to have so much traffic outside my neighborhood. But Saturday morning, walking with my dog to Starbucks is is very, very much a cool experience. Without living in a downtown, urban, congested, smelly city, we get to live in Murfreesboro, but still have all those wonderful amenities. But we do have to manage it responsibly. Um, And we do have to make sure that the citizens' needs are being put first um, above, above the developers' needs, of course. Anybody else on the growth? You know, growth is a good thing. This is Austin Maxwell. Growth is a good thing if it's in a smart and balanced manner. Uh, case in point, I think the council recently voted no on the uh, the Notes Live venue up there along the avenue. And I think that was a good decision in the sense that that's a valuable piece of property. You know, could we get more out of that piece of property in terms of, say, a corporate headquarters? I know some have said, oh, we'll never get a a corporate headquarters with a thousand jobs, but let's not give up on that. You know, uh, I'd love to go listen to live music, but I don't want to listen to it by the hospital where there's traffic issues and patients having to listen to that, too. From a growth standpoint, though, I think the biggest thing is, is as we grow, we've got to make sure you got the infrastructure in place in terms of roads, your sewage capacity, which we're almost at currently. So growth can be good if the infrastructure is there, police, fire, schools, roads, sewage, everything. All right. Anybody else like to tackle the growth? Yes, this is Madeline Scales-Harris. Growth is a good thing, but when we look at growth, it is really something we can't control. We can't control how many people come in, and but we have to have not only the infrastructures, we have to have the human infrastructures in place for the citizens. And so seeing that it's not something we can control, we just need to maintain it. We have to be smart, and we have to listen to the needs and the and have the amenities in place. And as Jamie said, MTSU, that is really helping our growth. And I've been talking on the trail to a lot of people, and the people I'm talking to, a lot of them I've talked to have moved here from California. And uh, one lady told me she sold her house in California for $1.5 million. And then looking at our economy here, she came and bought her a home and for 750000 it was a lot larger and 
all the amenities that their family wanted was here. So seeing that we can't control growth, but we can maintain it and we have to be smart and just look at things like infrastructures and the businesses that are coming and make sure they are strategically, I can't talk this morning, placed and not all in one area of town. As a council and the planning commission, we need to make sure that they are spread out equally among our citizens. This is Madeline Scales Harris. Hi, this is Warren Russell. I, I would agree with a lot of my colleagues. Uh, the, the one thing I would say, though, is, is my platform is built around growth being good, uh, and that's sustainable city growth. But I will tell you, more important than uh, having good growth is a vision. Uh, we have to have a vision for that growth before it comes, and that's what we have to do as a plan as a, uh, a city council. We have to set the vision for what we want the city to be, so our citizens can know where we're going. Uh, it's not a surprise, and it's not when you're when you come from a planning environment. It's not a surprise that we've got 500 people coming every day. That's not stop or coming every month. That's not going to stop. So you can plan for it. And you have, if you have a vision for your growth, it can be a great thing. Thank you. Warren Russell. Oh, I wanted to add one more thing. From an infrastructure standpoint, this is just an observation. You all have probably heard this, too, on the trail. Um, and that's just simple things like Sportscom and Patterson Park. If you're on the west side of town, where do you go to swim or shoot basketball or play tennis? I've heard that from a lot of folks is that we need from an infrastructure standpoint another facility like that on the west side of town so that's all part of infrastructure giving facilities like that to folks so they can go and recreation shoot basketball swim or what have you so that's right and as someone who lives on the west side this is jamie averwater i actually hosted a community event early last year um, of community members who wanted a park on the west side of town uh, or some sort of recreation facility so that our neighbors, Carolyn, yeah. our neighbors, we have to drive to Sportscom or to Barfield. And mm -hmm. obviously, parks and recreation centers come with a cost. Uh, there's no debating that. And as a fiscal conservative, I'm very aware of that. However, I do believe that that west side of town is growing so quickly and with such great um, community and great amenities and great people moving there. I want to make sure that, that the west side of town stays attractive um, so that we can continue that. And I think getting a recreation center on the west side of town. And, and I don't even know what the question was, Austin, but you got me all excited about parks. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's a piece of infrastructure. It's a piece of infrastructure. That's right. You can talk police, sewer, fire, roads, but you got to have that piece too. That's I right. guess is what I was trying to say. Okay, this is Madeline Scales Harris. I'm going to jump in again on this. <clears throat> One thing, being an incumbent on the city council, that we are going to have to do is stop talking about things and start doing. We have been promising that park maybe four or five years, and I think the citizens, that's one thing when it comes to voting and getting involved in our community. Our citizens don't believe us. So if we vote on something and we say we're going to do it, I personally think we need to act on it, and that's what the citizens are wanting. If not, let's not tell the citizens something and don't do it. So I think we need to be a little more active on our promises to our community. Again, you're listening to a political forum for those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And this next question here has to do with new businesses. It says, we have heard that some new businesses have had a hard time cutting through red tape when they're opening their doors 
for the first time. So some of the problems that were listed included landscape requirements being too stringent in Murfreesboro, commercial building facade requirements too strict in the gateway area, signage rules based on square footage, some complain they can't have a large enough sign, and some complaints over again landscaping requirements equaling too much greenery blocking a storefront <laughs> so what would you think or what would you say to somebody opening a new business and these are some of their complaints or worries i put a little star next to this one i was hoping you would ask it um as a local business owner, and, and I won't say that these specific problems have affected my business specifically. I'm a small business owner. Um, we did not build our building ourselves, and so it was already in place. The developer of our building, I'm sure, had to had to jump through some some local government hoops in order to get it built. I will say, we want Murfreesboro to look pretty and and to look attractive, and beautification is important, but. Being a small business owner and a supporter of local business and also a fiscal conservative, I want to make sure that it's it's appropriate and it's balanced out. There's an opportunity cost here. If we make our standards so strict that local or large businesses don't want to mm -hmm. come to our area because it's so difficult to get through the planning or get through the city council just because those those requirements are too strict then they're going to go to other areas of middle tennessee and uh, that's not what we want either so i think we have to balance beautification with also practicality and making sure that we can provide a a hospitable environment for businesses to flourish here and um you know the gateway specifically we call that the gateway over uh, overlay we love that area it's so beautiful you drive down medical center parkway the trees are beautiful the buildings are held to a higher standard and i think that has created a wonderful environment however we we can't demand too much of business owners who are trying to get their business built and started in the gateway because otherwise they may not be able to afford to move there and we could end up with a lot of empty lots with no buildings on them and and that's not a good use of the space either all right. Anybody else want to dive into that question? I would say, coming from the Planning Commission, I would say the rules are in place really to help our city improve. Uh, you've, there was a time when cities ha didn't have rules in place, and you saw any kind of patchwork of businesses putting up anything they wanted across our city. And the rules were put in place to, to continue to keep our city moving forward in a beautiful way. Uh, do we need to improve? Yes. I come from a Six Sigma background, background and a lean background. We always need to continuously improve our processes. But to say that we want to take all of the processes away, no. Uh, but what I will say is, is I've heard also from talking to businesses, we do have a lot of red tape. And I would use my background in lean and operations to really try to help us improve that area by, by challenging our departments to continuously look for continuous improvement. Thank you. That's my name. My name is Warren Russell. Uh, this is Austin Maxwell. I, I've heard this is that it's it's hard to get things done, and so I don't know if you solve that through automation or just through simple common sense. I've I've heard. You know, sometimes when they're building something, well, it's got to be this color of white or this particular shrub or this. And I think when you really get into the weeds, I'm all for, hey, let's keep it pretty, let's keep it beautiful. But let's face it, it's hard to start a business. It's hard to stay in business. 
and if we're not making it business friendly businesses will go elsewhere they'll go to Smyrna they'll go to Laverne they'll go to they'll go to Eagleville Eagleville where Jamie I believe that's where you grew up it's not going to be a sleepy little town forever it is they'll not. eventually go elsewhere besides us so I think it's something we have to look at and say are we truly making this as business friendly as possible while also keeping it beautiful so to speak this is Madeline Scales Harris <clears throat> I think um, you know when you talk about jumping through red a lot of red tape that's kind of depressing for people that are starting up businesses especially the smaller businesses and I think now we have to have rules in place that gives us control if not everything would jump up and looking like everything and we don't want that but on the same hand as far as some of the smaller businesses maybe if we had uh, some different rules that they can go by because some of the things you know they'll spend all their money with the beautification part of it and they won't have any startup call call so I think we just need to look at each individual business and uh, see if we can assist in making exceptions or modifying the rules that we have in place and just on that you know I, again I think that rules are are there for a reason I appreciate the fact that we've that we're stringent on landscaping because I think that uh, greenery is important. Um, I like the fact that we don't have huge billboards and signs and I, I don't want to see signs. I appreciate being able to see the greenery and places to walk and if I if I work in the the greenway or near the fountains that there is there are places that I can go at lunchtime and actually which I do use um, that I can actually it serves a dual purpose for me so while I think that there are things that we can do to to work on the red tape and and that type of thing I think the city keeping with having available green space is a good thing not only for um, the the community but the people that actually work in those areas as well Again, you're listening to a political forum for those running for Murfreesboro City Council. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to get to at least one of the questions that was texted to us, and that is a question about giving city workers a pay raise. So we'll get to that in just a second. Time right now, 8.50. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Yeah, I would say Adam's Place, check it out. What do you enjoy most about Adam's Place? Well, definitely the people. Also, the courtyard, the pool. You know, everything has been just the way I want it to be. Uh, the exercise programs. I'm Jan Height. This is really good place to be. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 
The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.51. Again, you're listening to a political forum for those running for Murfreesboro City Council. And one of the questions texted to us, it says, how does each candidate feel about giving city workers a 4% raise while county workers are getting, and I don't think this is correct, a 25 to 26% raise. I think instead it's a county raise of 15%. However, the sheriff's department is a raise of 20%. But it's asking how you feel about giving city workers a 4% raise while county workers are getting a, I would say, 15 to 20% raise. Yeah, I'll jump in. This is Jamie Averwater. Um, I, I'm not super familiar with exactly what the county's doing, but I do believe that the city and the county should be competitive uh, in their wages because otherwise, we if the city is lagging behind the county in appropriate pay for our city employees, then we're going to lose those people to the county. Or worse, we're going to lose them to Nashville or to other surrounding areas that have better benefits and pay more. Now, obviously, um, obviously we can't go broke as a local government paying our people, but I heard from some city employees recently, and as a small business owner, I can relate to this. An employee of the city saw their same job posted online, making $17,000 more than they were currently making. And that's a pretty significant difference. And, and if I posted a job posting for someone in my business and they were, I was advertising $17,000 more, I would expect my employee to be pretty upset about that. And so I think we need to take care of our people that have been loyal to the city and working with the city for all these years, but also keeping in mind that we have to, we have to be attractive and, and compete for, for new employees to the city as we grow. Otherwise, we're going to continue to be short on first responders and police officers. And like Austin Maxwell said, losing people to Nashville uh, because the pay is so much better after they get trained here. And that, that wastes money from the city's perspective. Anybody else on the pay? Uh, this is Austin. I'll put my HR hat on. I think you've got to say, okay, as a, an administrative assistant in Murfreesboro, using that as an example, at City Hall, is he or she compensated equally as somebody in, say, Franklin, for example, or Chattanooga? Uh, if not, then you have to take a look at that and say, what can we do to make that fair and equitable? Um, same for the police, same for the fire. Um, you know, police, my understanding, um, you know, even MTSU pays more for police officers than we do here in Murfreesboro. And if that's true, no disrespect to MTSU, but that's wrong. And we would need to find a way to, to fix that. My biggest concern from a pay and equity standpoint is the firefighters. Um, we've given them lip service and it's turned into basically a training ground where they come in and after 18 months, they're out the door and they're on to other departments. So will we ever be as competitive as Nashville or other departments? I don't know, but can we make it better? I would certainly hope so. Uh, this is Warren Russell. I, what I would say is this. I've, I've managed a lot of budgets. I mean, some of the budgets are actually bigger than Murfreesboro. And I've always found a way to, to make sure that we're competitive in our pay with our employees. And I think it's the same thing here. Uh, coming from business, it's the same thing in the city. We have to make sure that our employees are equitably compensated, no matter what department they're in. Uh, do we go broke doing it? But there are ways that we can do it. We have to challenge ourselves every single year 
to improve. So when you improve, when you have those lean projects, those Six Sigma projects going across your whole organization, you create funds. Those funds can help with the equity and pay. So for me, it's not just one side. We have to improve in other areas in our processes and how we purchase everything in order to make sure that we're fiscally responsible with the people's money. All right. That's Warren Russell. Thank you. This is Madeline Scales-Harris, and I've always been an advocate for employees. And we have to take care of our number one customer. And our number one customer, those are the employees in Murfreesboro. And we have to stop fattening frogs for snakes, as my grandmother used to say. Uh, for instance, the fire department. All the people that are walking out going to places with better pay. And you can't blame them if you're talking about thousands and thousands of dollars because look at our economy today. So, and they'll get trained and we'll spend thousands and thousands of dollars training them. And then after they're trained, they go somewhere else. So one thing, uh, like I said, and we have to stop showing the difference in our part-time people too because a lot of times part-time people when the full-time people are out they are actually doing the job of a full-time person so yes that's definitely something we have to look at and possibly and I'm on the council you know look at maybe so much money going here let's cut some of the money going here and let's take care of our employees better and on just on a, a final note with that we definitely need to make sure that the pay is equitable and um, you know but Having worked in logistics and and knowing and understanding that every area is demographically different. So, you know, what we're paying, what an individual is making in Williamson County may not necessarily be what the need is here in Murfreesboro. But what we also have to make sure is, is that not only is it competitive, because people will leave for any number of reasons. I mean, you, you give them an extra dollar or two and they would consider leaving and chasing the money. But at the same time, we have to make sure that we're taking care of our employees as well. Uh, people will stay when they feel valued. Um, they will stay when they feel as if they're making a difference. We have to make sure that we're taking care of them, not only monetarily, but is our leadership doing the kinds of things that they need to do in order to truly make those individuals feel like they are a part of something bigger than themselves and want to stay here. The cost of gas is a lot if you're talking about leaving from Murfreesboro to Nashville. And sometimes that pay really doesn't do anything for that individual how do we make them feel when they're here and are we giving them what they need in order to stay and again our guests today carolyn cox austin maxwell and warren russell jamie averwater and also incumbent madeline scales harris and Ricky Turner and Samantha Serino could not be with us this morning and pretty much out of time because we only have one minute left. But is there anything any of you would like to briefly close with? You'd have to keep it at like 10 seconds, though. This is Austin Maxwell. I had to say one thing. Get out and vote. Don't sit at home and sit this out. Get out and vote, people. Austin Maxwell for City Council. This is Madeline Scales-Harris. 
Get out and vote and make me your choice, and I promise to continue to be your voice. This is Jamie Averwater. I would appreciate your vote, and most importantly, you voting in the upcoming election. July 15th through July 30th is early voting. August 4th is election day. And I just want to say how honored I am to be sitting with these people and on the ballot with them for city council. You guys are great. Carolyn Cox for city council. Please get out and vote. Again, early voting starts July 15th, and I would appreciate your vote for seat on the council. Thank you. Warren Russell, you have a great candidate pool here, um, and I would say dedicated to making the city better. But for for me, Warren Russell for city council, diversity of thought is the key. Get out and vote, Warren Russell for city council. Thank you. Again, you're listening to WGNS Murphy's Bro. We'll post this podcast on site in just a few minutes, so make sure you stay with us. More news coming up next.